What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And thank you guys for joining me tonight. But we're going to get, before we get into all the things that happened today and that, that was said by John Lynch and CMC and uh, Fred Warner, uh, let's get, let, let, we got just got to get to the music. Ladies and gentlemen, i like to know them. Are you ready for start time? What's going on, Niner fam? It is once again. It's Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. It, it's a Monday. We've got uh, so we had a, a much awaited press conference today, as far as John Lynch being coming out and taking some questions pre-draft. Where it looks like they're all ready to go, and their big board is ready. They seem to be ready for the draft. I think we're all ready for the draft at this point to get some of these narratives and throw just throw them out the window. Like uh, it's it's silly. Some of this stuff is silly, uh, and I've talked about it at length before on my show. But I, I'm so excited to get some of those narratives out the window and then open the door for new narratives because you know that's what we that's what we do in in Ninerland and Niner Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. But Make sure that you give this show a like. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you can get notifications for when I go live. And the and here here's the deal. Like, oh, just make sure, please, please, uh, give me. I I am I do have an audio version of this podcast, and so make sure that you subscribe to me on whoever you have Spotify. Uh, wherever you can get your audio podcast and make sure you, that you give us that, that five-star rating. It does help us with the algorithm. It does help us get seen by, by others. So if you like the content and I know you do, <laughs> please, please give me, uh, do me a solid and get, and get on that for me. But let's talk a little bit about John Lynch. The John Lynch got on the, he had his, like I said, he had his press conference today, he had his first press presser right before the draft and no, no, no Kyle Shanahan, no big surprise, but there was, there was a tone, there was a tone and it, at first it seemed like just another, you know, just another press conference. We're sitting there waiting for him to say that at least I was that Trey wasn't going to be that trade. It doesn't look like he's going to be trade, which is what he pretty much said. But the the first question of the of the presser was about Trey. And first question is that is and as expected, they said John said it's nothing <laughs> like uh, they asked him, you know, have you been transparent with Trey? And have you have you talked to him about the the possibility of him being traded? And that what they said was, and what John said was, 
it, it what basically without without playing the video, it was that yeah we've been tra- we've had that conversation with him, and hey what's going on Damien I appreciate you coming through fam, uh yeah once again appreciate you always coming through, but um yeah he so he says he says yeah we've had that conversation, and but the the deal it would have to be a very good deal. And it didn't sound like any of the deals that were even talked about were they it didn't look like it didn't sound like they were even close to to doing anything about Trey. He literally said they they're thinking that he's gonna be there. Those were the words out of out of John Lynch's mouth. So all of the people that thought he was gonna get traded pre-draft, and who knows, they could be lying to our face. It could happen. Because that's just a possibility no, that no deal has been made as of yet. So I don't want to sit here and say it can't happen because it always can happen. But I, I remember telling people that you have to follow the money. You have to follow the money. And, oh, what's going on? Niner, Niner Sickness. What's going on, Beto? Hey, make sure that you give Beto uh, a, a Niner Sickness a, a follow. Make sure that you subscribe to his channel. Make sure that you subscribe to 49er Podcast Network channel. Also, like, uh, give my guys a subscribe on that great content over there. I'm a part of that network also. So who knows who you might see on any given Thursday night. But, uh, but yeah, appreciate you coming out. But, yeah, so he says, he says that, he says, yeah, of course we talked to him. <laughs> like, uh, we talk, like, they, they have, to, I think they're being completely transparent with Trey. And the fact that, you know, it's it's always a possibility that he gets traded. But I think I talked about it on my last show that the money doesn't make sense because they would have to it would be a 11 million dollar cap hit. Like uh, if they trade him before June 1st and then even after June 1st, they it's it. There's another there's some more money implications. It just doesn't make sense because they need after last season with them having so many QB injuries, why would you give up a guy on a cheap deal, on a cheap quarterback contract that that has so much upside? And this is only going into his third year. So, I mean, you have control for another couple of years after this season, possibly. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to trade him uh, when you when you don't know what's going to happen from game to game. And this is the thing we can all, uh, but this is what I noticed from, uh, this is what I noticed from John, John Lynch's tone when he was talking about Trey is he had a, it was, there was a decided tone. Like he just talked about him like, well, you know, Trey's got, he's, it's like, he's tired of talking about Trey basically. And, I get the vibe, and I I know this sound this is gonna sound weird coming from me, but I get the vibe that John Lynch doesn't he's he wants to go all in on Purdy. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't know if Kyle feels that way, but John Lynch when, there's a decided difference when he talks about Trey and when he talks about talks about Brock Purdy. When he talks about Trey, he says, well. Trey knows that there's some things that he needs to work on and he just needs to work on staying healthy. Like Brock Purdy didn't get injured (laughs) twice last season. 
I I don't understand the and you know I it's not that I don't understand, but because because I get it. The guy's undefeated. The guy's undefeated. Locker room loves him. Uh, he the team like yeah the, the there's nothing not to like about Brock Purdy other than the fact that he's little, <laughs> and that I don't know that he's a that uh, it the the product is unfinished. We don't know what he is honestly, and. We know that he has played good up to this point, but the the last couple of games, and yes, they were playoff games, but those last few games weren't as weren't as good as the the as the other games in front of it. And I don't want to besmirch Brock Purdy. Like, let's get that straight right away. I like Brock Purdy. I love the kid, but I think when you have a thoroughbred from all the from a measurable standpoint in Trey Lance, I think that he had he deserves an honest opportunity um, for no other reason than the fact that that you invested a bunch of cap draft capital in him, and and as well as the fact that I mean the upside is way more than Brock Purdy. That's just facts. <laughs> That's just facts. So. It, it is what it is. I, I think from a team standpoint, it only makes sense to give him every opportunity to do that. And I I can't say that I'm encouraged by by John Lynch's tone that he had in this in that because he like I said, he talked about the vibe was, oh, well, you know, Trey, Trey needs to Trey needs to get uh, work on a few things. He knows he's he, and he's working on them and he needs to work on staying healthy. But then when he talks about Purdy, it's like, well, you know, you know, Purdy, he just he lights up the room and and he's here. He's doing all the things like it's it, you could see the excitement when he talks about Purdy. And I don't know if if Kyle feels the same way, but that's the vibe that I get. I, I my vibe is that the, the there is no competition. If Brock can go, he's going to go. That's that's my vibe. I hope it's not the case. But that's the vibe I'm getting. And oh, we got some other people in the building. In the building. And got oh, platform 246. Appreciate you, fam, coming through. Another part of the 49er podcast network. Make sure you give my guy uh, a a follow on Twitter. Make sure that you give his page a subscribe. Like great wrestling content as well as 49er content. So make sure you you take care of my man and get and give him a like and a subscribe, but it's uh it's just uh, it it it's really it's really disheartening as a as a guy that wants to see Trey get the best opportunity like that it doesn't sound like that's what's what's going on it sounds like they're gonna treat him like he's fighting with Sam Darnold for the backup spot and that's just the way it's gonna be so. And the only way that Trey is going to have a chance is if Brock gets hurt, hurt again. And which we none of us want to see. We don't want to see Brock get hurt. Uh, I think Brock's a good quarterback. I just think that we're holding back the offense when we're not giving the guy with all the measurables a shot at it. And but and this is all to say if if Trey looks good, I mean, Trey's got to look good. Reportedly, he's done all this work in the offseason. He's working hard and all that stuff. But the things that the trade needed to really work on, I don't know that they can be taught because it's really about temperament and controlling that control of the huddle. And 
installing instilling like that confidence in your teammate in your teammates that they just know you're going to get them the ball. I I don't know that and like knowing the plays, being confident in what letting them know that hey, I'm coming to you or hey, shut up. Like let's get this stuff done and just showing the leadership. So those are things as well as Brock's experience of having so many snaps and just having confidence in what he's seeing in front of him and then just throwing the ball. Now, Brock, is he on time on every throw? No, he's not. <laughs> no, he is not. But he finds a way to make it look good. And and that's the key. Like the guy was like getting two touchdowns every game. So you can't really you can't really argue with success. And uh, and I'm not going to argue with success. I don't think that you can lose in this situation, honestly. All the only way we lose, I think, is if they trade Trey Lance. Because now you don't have that backup, that superior backup. Now you got Sam Darnold back there, which he's new to the system. He's new to the system. We don't know what it is. And I'm sure we're going to get to see it in camp. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm, I'm, I want to see Trey come out on fire. That's the vibe that I get. I just want him to come out on fire. Um, but And then Grandizer. Appreciate you coming through. Just popped in to say hi, moderating my Cardinals guy. Uh, yeah, appreciate you coming through, fam. And why not the go to? Oh, he had a he had a guy for a Cardinals guy. Worth getting for an interview for Cardinal Savior. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm always down to do an NFC West uh, roundtable. So reach out to me uh, on Twitter. Reach out to me on Twitter, and uh, it's on. It's under Pete Lucas, and well, my thing is is here. Peter Lucas eight, like, uh, and hook me and uh, hit me in the DM and and Twitter, and I'm always down to do an NFC West roundtable. So yeah, reach out. And then we got East Coast Red and Gold podcast. Appreciate you guys for coming. I don't know which one of you it is because <laughs> I know there's like three of you, but uh, but appreciate you, but appreciate you coming through. And giving the the show a look, like I know there's other options out there, so I appreciate you guys coming through. But yeah, back to the interview with with uh, John Lynch, and yeah, I'm. He said quite a few things in this interview. Oh, it's Jess. What's going on, Jess? Uh, like I've seen a lot of your stuff, and make sure that you give East Coast Red and Gold podcast. Give them a follow. Give them a fo- give Jess a follow on on Twitter. Make sure that you give their their YouTube page a, a subscribe uh, and get plugged in with them. So much good 49er content out there on YouTube. And but I appreciate you guys coming in and rocking with me tonight. But oh, Daytona's in the house. Appreciate you coming through. But yeah, so the <laughs> the interview there was just so much so many little different things i think it had been a while since we had heard him talk so so really uh lynch was kind of we were just kind of they were kind of rapid firing questions and he kind of jumped from subject to subject uh but i thought that there was quite a few little tidbits of information and and uh yeah like uh so I, but i want to start by talking, we talked about Trey, right? And talked about how he how he's glowing about Purdy. I don't know how he can be so confident with Purdy and he's injured. Like, but 
but it it is what it is. Like, uh, I, I'm going to move on to the Frank Gore comment. And they say Frank Gore's in the building. They're letting him sit in on meetings, which I thought was an interesting. Uh, I always love to hear when former 49ers get a chance to come in the building and see a little bit behind the scene, get a little bit behind the scenes work. And last year, I believe Staley was in the building and they let him uh, be there for practices and things like that. I just think that that just, it just goes to show the culture of this building. And that just because, I mean, it's almost like you're, if you've been with the 49ers for any amount of time, you're always a 49er. And I think that this fan base is really big on that that piece, especially a legend like Frank Gore. I know a lot of people don't give Frank Gore his credit, but I absolutely think he's a Hall of Famer and he is he it's only a matter of time, Frank. So it's uh, but it's good to hear that he's in the building. I, I love I love to hear that maybe he can give some of our running backs some some pointers on, on staying healthy and, and keeping a long career. Cause I mean, if you can learn anything from Frank Gore, it is how to, how to stay healthy and how to get, how to be there and available. This man was, was playing for years and years. And so, yeah, it's just good to hear Frank Gore is in the building and, and around the guys, but do we see him filling kind of a true role them having a role for him down the road. I, I wonder. I, I think we all thought the same thing about Joe Staley last year. And, I mean, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I think that Frank has talked about, uh, or I think, I believe they sent Frank Gore. I think there was a story out when they were drafting Trey Lance that they sent him some, somebody sent him some tape about Trey Lance, and he was telling him, no, you draft that guy. And uh, he is, he's something else. And uh, so, I mean, I guess it all depends on what Trey Lance ends up to be, but, <laughs> but I would love to see him get involved is basically the long and the short of it. And, but he also talked about, oh, I do want to mention that he did talk when, when he was talking about Purdy, like uh, they said that they're not going to know anything until 12 weeks in. And they're at about six weeks right now. So, We've still got six more weeks till we find out where his where he's really at with his with his rehab and where he's gonna be when he's gonna start throwing all that kind of stuff. So I think that the 49ers, because of that, because of that thing, when him just saying that tell should tell you something right there that they're not going to just give away the farm because because they want to trade try and get something for him it just doesn't make any sense so i i feel like he's gonna be there i feel like trey's gonna be here in the building and he's gonna have the opportunity to to prove some people wrong and we'll we'll see we'll see it like i wish him the best and but he yeah he absolutely did say trey's expected to be on the team so that's gonna be that's gonna be a a, a key i think that's just gonna be a key storyline all the way up until week one uh, and it all depends on what they say about about Brock's progress once that 12-week uh, hit because I don't see him coming back early, but it could be pushed back. And if that's the case, then, yeah, it's a, it's a certain – it's going to be a certain conversation about how long 
How many weeks do they have to go before before Brock's going to be ready? And because the longer the longer that he's out, the more chance it is for somebody. It doesn't even have to be Trey. It it gives you it gives somebody more of an opportunity to um, to take a hold of that starting job. Because I, as much as they love Brock, if somebody comes in there and is on fire, it doesn't matter if it's Trey, Sam, Darnold, whoever. Like, you can't tell me that they're just going to say, oh, well, you know, hey, good job, bud. Go ahead and take a seat. We're going to put Brock in there. Like, uh, I don't think that I think that they're going to ride the hot hand. And uh, so I don't know who it, who it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Darnold. It could be Trey. Who knows who else they're going to bring in. But I, I think that that is that that is going to be a a really a storyline to watch throughout throughout camp and maybe throughout the uh through the beginning of the seat part of the season so it's going to be pretty big and uh but he also talked about yeah and he said he was excited to have three good qbs in-house uh he talked about Ayuk. let's talk about Ayuk real quick and now Ayuk is they still he still decided not to uh not to uh to announce his that they were going to do the fifth-year option, sign to his fifth-year option yet. Uh, they said they probably wouldn't do it until after the draft. and But I think it's a pre, uh, kind of a pre-gone, like, a, a, it's pretty much a, a conclu- it's going to happen. Let's just say it's going to happen. And when, but I, I saw a lot of questions on Twitter today, and you knew once they started talking about it, you can that, it doesn't sound like they're looking to trade him, but it opens up the dialogue for for not for next season. You know what what happens next season? Because do you think and maybe somebody they uh, what, what happens? What do you think happens next year if let's say Debo doesn't have the greatest seasons again this year? Because last year he didn't, he was he was hurt and uh, he and he didn't really he wasn't as involved in the offense as as years as the year before that. So if that happens again, who is more? Uh, who do you think is more likely to go? I don't. I still don't think they would get rid of of Debo next year. I think that that because. I think the fifth year option thing gives them the flexibility to push it back another year after that. So I think we're talking two two more seasons and until Ayuk could Ayuk or Debo could potentially be traded because at that point, I mean, rubber's gonna hit the road. And but who knows where the salary cap's gonna be. It might be a cheap deal deal by that time. And uh, so who knows? It could it could be that the salary cap could take care of it itself. Who knows? But we'll be I think we'll be keeping a close eye on that part. And uh, Daytona said. Uh, what the heck's going to happen if the QB they draft this year outshines everyone we have? You know what they do. <laughs> you know how they do that. This is the thing. I think that they're going to give Trey the opportunity. I think they want him to take the reins. But I think that they're not They're They're still not confident that he will. So I, but I think that he would get first dibs and then 
Sam Darnold, and then whoever they bring in. Because they did pay Sam Darnold. And, well, I mean, they gave him a bunch of incentives. But but the reality is, is I think Kyle really likes Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold for a long time. And it's so, and he's a veteran. So I don't think that whoever comes in is just going to jump over those two guys. I would, I would be shocked. Uh, just for the simple reason is how many reps are they going to get with the ones? They're not. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to be scout team and they're going to be, uh, they're going to be on that third, running with thirds, the second and the thirds. So I, I don't think that somebody coming, it's just like Purdy. They said Purdy did really well last, last year in camp, even though, Nobody was really reporting that he was doing all he was so good in camp. They were just saying that he was serviceable. And but then as soon as he starts doing well, oh, they said, oh, we just knew we just knew in camp. And you know how they do. But uh, I don't think that they they just jump, jump over. Anybody comes in and just jumps over all those guys. So we'll see. And oh, Brian Culp in the house. Appreciate you, fam, coming through. Always good to see you. And and just like Brian says, make sure you hit this like button. Make sure that you give this guy a subscribe. <laughs> I need subscriptions. And then if you want to go on to the wherever you get your audio podcast and subscribe there too. And get and hit me a five uh, five star rating. I appreciate all of it. Just get me in that algorithm. I appreciate I appreciate you. And as we get closer to the we get closer to camp and that kind of stuff. I'm going to have more and more guests on, so make sure you look out for that. Uh, but, but yeah, so Ayuk, I don't think that Ayuk is going to go anywhere. I think that the, uh, just like Trey, I think that they would somebody would have to come through and knock their socks off with an offer. And that, and I mean, I just don't see it. No, if people have yet the 49ers have been really steadfast about their guys when they think that they're va- they value them as something they're not going to give them away so it, it's i highly doubt i think that debo eventually will have more of a of a chance to get uh to get traded than 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 Ayuk, in my personal opinion because i think that Ayuk is is more of the at least he's used as as more of a more of a true receiver and as we get into the new quarterbacks they're really kind of fleshing out that passing game and they're going to need the the whole Debo wide back thing less and less I I doubt I don't even think that we're going to see a lot of that this year I'll be surprised if we see a lot of that this year Um, because I don't think it really worked that well at all last season (laughs) so I'd be surprised but the there was also a question that somebody asked that I thought was a was a really good question that more more important than than a lot of the stuff that they were talking about. But so somebody asked about Feliciano, the, the new the new uh, guard slash center that they that they got from the Giants, and they asked, you know, is is he is there a chance that he could start this season? And Lynch right away. Right away, kind of eh, poo-pooed it, <laughs> poo-pooed it, and like uh, almost said, and basically said that they signed him as depth, that they like the guys that they have starting. They like Burford where he is at guard, which I thought was a key, was a key uh, 
soundbite because a lot of people were sitting there saying that he could be kicked out to right tackle. And I don't think that that's in their plans. I think they like him at guard. Uh, I said on my previous shows that I think that I think that he's going to stay at guard. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to do it. Uh, I think that they're going to look elsewhere. Now, uh, the the key, the what I thought was really interesting is that they talked about Nick Sakel. And they they're looking at him like he can be that he can play play one through five. I lost my. Okay, that was weird. But. Yeah, I just thought that that was really kind of weird. Like uh, that they said Nick Sakel could maybe hit, could maybe play like one through five. But I mean, they think he can be, he can play all the way across the line. Do you think that, does anybody else think that that's weird? Because I do. And it's uh, because I don't I didn't see him as being that. But they they seem to be really confident in Nick Sakel. They're talking about he's working really hard. And OK, like there's a lot of guys that are working hard. But. Yeah, I guess I guess it could be. We didn't think much of Aaron Banks either, so it could be. But they really I think that they really like Burford at guard. I, and who knows, they might have already tried. Uh, thought about trying him out there and they're just not feeling the idea and who knows he could it could have just been him talking and we'll see it they're going to try it out in OTAs and if it doesn't work out then they'll just keep him at guard but I think they really like him at guard so I don't look to I don't expect to see him bounced out to right tackle uh, but the, and they did say Nick Sakel they didn't see him playing right tackle either uh, so which says that but they did what they didn't say was that he didn't he didn't say that Colton McKivitz was the starter at right tackle. He wasn't he wasn't definitive about anything uh, and as far as that goes about, about the right tackle spot. So which says to me that we're not it's to be continued. And I think that that the way he was talking about Burford, the way he was talking about Nick Sakel, uh, I feel like they're going to go that route in the draft. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they're going to trade up. I don't know if that means that they're going to stand, stand pat and take whatever's there. But I feel like they're going to go offensive tackle, and they've got a guy in mind already. So it's don't be surprised when if a rookie is able to step in to step into that spot and challenge McKivitz for the for the starting spot. I I have this feeling, and I could be wrong. But the way he was talking about the position, I don't, I don't, I feel like he just left it wide open and they, they don't really, they're not definitive on anything about the right tackle spot. So what keeps happening. Um, but yeah, so then they said, because this is, this is an interesting, this was an interesting sound, uh, sound bite too. Uh, somebody asked him about moving around in the draft. And he said last year, Lynch said last year that they they wanted to move around in the draft last year. Just nothing really materialized, which tell uh, which tells me because we were all shocked 
that they didn't trade out of any of those spots and that they didn't trade around the draft like they normally do. But it kind of says that they weren't willing to it's probably some team wasn't willing to give them what they wanted and they 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 weren't willing to give up any extra capital for like to make for for the deal it wasn't it wasn't worth enough to move around. So I think that the same they're going to take the same the same way this season. I think that they're that they may try to move around but they're not willing to give up they're not going to be willing to give up uh assets or anything to move around in this draft. Like uh, so if that makes any sense. So don't don't be surprised if I think that they're definitely not going to pick all 11. Uh, I think that they will probably try and move up a couple of spots at the end of the draft to to get a couple of guys, but uh, but I wouldn't plan on them. I wouldn't plan on them on them mo- making any huge moves. A uh, couple of spots here and there, but I don't plan on them making any huge moves. If that makes sense. But now, and they might, and you're going to come back and you're going to say Pete said he was going to make a bunch of good moves. That's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said. I said that they are, it looks like to me the way they're moving and the way they're talking is that I don't plan on them making any major moves. I mean, really, what do they have to offer as far as major moves go? I mean, I guess they could offer next year's third, um, but third or second or next year's picks, but, but that's really all they've got. So I just don't, I can't see it. I can't see it, but with that being said, oh, if he did make one more comment. No Lamar Jackson, not on the radar. <laughs> so that that's one more rumor that we can knock off the list. I don't think that the 49ers are going to go after Lamar Jackson. I thought that was silly to begin with, and like that's not going to be a thing. Uh, also, we do have to mention that we finally got one more one more rumor off of the off the radar, which Aaron, Aaron Rodgers go into the Jets now which is it's always good because I don't want that man on my team and I don't care. I don't care about his talent, talent level. I just, I think it's more important. The culture and the locker room are more important than a man's talent, than one man's talent, even if it is the QB position. That that's my personal opinion on it. I think that they've done a lot of work to cultivate the culture that they have in that 49er building. And they're not going to just, make a willy nilly move and, and mess with that, mess with that chemistry. So it is what it is, but like, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers going to the jets, they're still not going to win at all. And, and what is, what else is there left to say? But I appreciate everybody coming out tonight and I know it's a quick show. I will be back tomorrow and we'll probably talk about all the little narratives that will be sprung Oh, I do want to mention CMC talked about, you know, I didn't know this about CMC, but he is, he had like five, five years, five offensive court, new offensive coordinators. So he was in the building, like uh, working out. And he says he really wants to hit the ground running. Uh, He's excited to work with Bobby Turner from the jump and getting to know getting you know getting getting a chance to be a part of the install right at the beginning so i think that's going to be a big thing for this uh for this running back room and then having frank Gore in the building too that he's got to be involved in some way shape or form Uh, so that's that's going to be look out for that portion of it also fred warner uh they talked a little bit about his draft experience 
and get asked him questions about that, how he feels about the defensive coordinator. Doesn't sound like they've really talked any real game plan stuff yet, except that that uh, Wilkes apparently wants to be aggr- more aggressive. I can't imagine more aggressiveness <laughs> like for this defense, but it seems like Fred is really excited, as we all are, for Javon Hargrave being in the building and having those having those uh, those thoroughbreds in front of him. So buckle up, guys. I think this is going to be – I have a really good vibe. I have a really good vibe about this team, and, I, and quite frequently I do, but I really have a good vibe about this team. This might be, after all the trials and tribulations of the Shanahan era and the waiting for a quarterback and like all the other stuff, I feel like I get the vibe with this team that – they might be able to get over the hump. I I just get the vibe. And um, I think Shanny, it's been a maturing process for Shanny. And I think that that we 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 may just do it this year. I'm not gonna predict anything, but I get a good vibe. I get a good vibe from this team. So with that being said, I'm gonna get out of here. But like I said, one more time. Make sure that you give this video a like. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you can get the notifications for when I go live. Then also, I do have an audio version of the podcast. Make sure that just in case you can't catch the YouTube version, that you subscribe on whatever, wherever you get your audio podcast and give me that five-star rating so that we can affect that algorithm and I can get out to more and more people. Uh, but uh, but I, like I said, appreciate everybody coming through Daytona. Culp, uh, all the people, all the grandizer, East uh, Jess, the uh, who else was in here? Damien came through. Beto, Niner fanatic or Niner sickness. Uh, appreciate appreciate everybody for coming through. And once again, I will see you guys tomorrow. But as always, we got to leave it with a go Niners.